I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old-timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature. Surviving in the wilderness. Full-grown by now. Stalking. Stealing what he needs. Living off wild animals and vegetation. The girl who survived that night at Camp Blood, that Friday the 13th, she claimed she saw him. She disappeared two months later. Vanished. Blood was everywhere. No one knows what happened to her. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night. And he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. Five years. Five long years he's been dormant. And he's hungry. Jason's out there, watching. Always on the prowl for intruders. Waiting to kill. Thirsty for young blood. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Well, folks, we have another Friday the 13th on our hands. And when you have one of the most famous horror movie franchises named after this phenomenon that only comes along a few times a year, it makes scheduling some of our episodes quite easy. So put on your favorite burlap sack mask and overalls, as tonight, the dolls continue the series with Friday the 13th, Part 2. And now... The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to The Dolls of Horror, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And tonight we're going to be talking about about the iconic Friday the, Friday the 13th, part two from 1981. My favorite holiday other than Halloween. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, wow. I love this movie. I love this whole series. What are your thoughts on the series as a whole, Jamie? Man, it's a big series. It's too. a big series. There's, yeah, there's like what, like 12 films in it now, something like that? If you don't include, like, Freddy versus Jason, yeah. Okay, sure, sure, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of movies. Um, I like the series a lot as a whole. Like, I will say Jason's not my favorite of the, like, big slasher franchises as a character. I like mine a little bit more in your head, like, Freddy or something. <laughs> but I do love Friday the 13th. It's a great series. I really like... Um, I actually really like four, part four. I really like part six. I really yeah. like part three. Um, and I do really like part two a lot as well. Yeah. There's a lot of parts I really like. As a whole, they're all really fun. There's only yeah. a couple that I'm not huge on, but I love it. Yeah, I I love them all in their own way, except for part 10. Um, and I, I misspoke just now. There are 12, including Freddy versus Jason, if okay. my count is correct. Because we have part 10, and then we have the remake. Yep. That's what I was thinking, too. I was pretty yeah. sure it was 12, including yeah. all of them. Yeah. Right. Um, and, I mean, that. so 10 is the only one I'm not crazy about. Honestly, mm -hmm. I haven't even seen it in its entirety. I own it on DVD. And, but I've never actually sat down to watch it, watch it. 
Yeah. Um, I've seen some of it. I've seen a lot of documentaries on it. I've seen some behind the scenes. It has some really good kills. It does. But I have a hard time going into space. And that's with every movie. That's with Leprechaun. That's with (laughs) Hellraiser. I'm I'm not a fan of the space movies. It just takes me out of like, I don't know. It takes me out of the fantasy of it. I get it. Like space is pretty fantastical. But I'm just like, I'm not buying it. I'm it's not fine. It's a little too sci-fi for me. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right. I love part four. Um, uh, I love part four. <laughs> that's probably one of my favorites. Same. Um, a very unpopular opinion. I really love part seven. I know you do. Yeah. Um, hey, yes. like, that one's really good too. I mean, it's fun. I know I a mean, lot of people don't like. It's not their favorite, but right. I really like that one. I like that one. Kevin Spiritus is hot. First of all, hey. he was hot then. He's hot now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the character of Tina, and I like the fact that she's, you know, her. She's the final girl that chases after him. Yes. <laughs> Instead of running from him. Yes, that's badass. <laughs> Such a badass. Yeah. Um, what else do I like about that one? Of course, it has some amazing kills. Um, oh, yeah. Kane Hodder's first one. And I love yep. this Kane. Oh, so, he's so great. He's so great. Uh, that one was not filmed in California like some of the other sequels were. For example, part four is Topanga Canyon. Oh, okay. But so after part, and part three is in California too. So after part mm-hmm. um, two, they they took it to a Hollywood LA area, and I mean, I just I miss that East Coast authenticity. Yeah, I think part seven was actually filmed in Georgia. If oh, okay, I, if I recall correctly, um, but yeah. So I mean, I also really love part eight, even though. People say it should be called Jason Goes to Vancouver. Um, <laughs> that's where it was filmed for the most part. Oh my god, I would I would definitely pick that up at like the movie store though. Yeah. <laughs> I would. And I think I love part eight because I was of an appropriate age to watch it when it came out new. Okay, yeah. So, so you have that like nostalgic feel about it. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't so much the fact that it's been 30 years since the movie came out and I'm watching it for the first time, it had just come out. I remember seeing yeah. it in the new release section type situation. So I've, I'm more close to when the time that came out, it's the same thing with Freddy's dead, mm-hmm. even though people don't really care for that one as much. So I think that's maybe part of the reason why I really like um, totally. part eight, even though, you know, it's not the best, but I mean, it's not the worst at all. It's definitely not the worst. It still has some really great, um, it's got some great qualities to it. Oh, yeah. Tonight, we're talking about part two. And we're talking about part two because we already did an episode on part one with Tori and Jared. So if you want to hear uh, that one, go back and give that a listen. Our plan is to do a Friday the 13th movie every Friday the 13th until we're out of them. Oh, yay. So we have we have a few years to... What's going on here? Uh, we have a few years to <laughs> to. I was just fiddling with my hair, y'all. You can't see, but it's kind of like straight up. It's awesome. It's beautiful. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we're going to do a Friday Thirteenth movie every Friday Thirteenth until we're out of movies. So we got there's usually two Friday Thirteenths a year. So we've got several years worth of Jason movies. 
Yep. So you got to tune in. You got to tune in for the next few years, foreseeable years. <laughs> so <laughs> Jamie, that means we're in it for the long haul. Yes. <laughs> all Friday the 13th. <laughs> you committed to all of Friday the yes. 13th. We've got at least five years in us. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I actually hope that they keep making more so that we'll be doing this like into uh -huh. like into our like golden years. <laughs> yes. They need, they need to get it together. Uh, they need to get that rights thing um resolved so we can get more yes please come on guys come on guys do it for the fans yes swallow your pride and do it just do it just do it okay i'm gonna ask you this it's a really hard question for me to answer people ask me all the time and i i always who is your favorite jason like person who played jason I mean, I really love Kane. I, I just Kane. think, yes, I just think, man, he takes like a pretty good beating. <laughs> he really does. And um, I just love like his physicality with the mm -hmm. role. I, I just, I love him. So mm -hmm. I, I do, I know he's a popular pick, but. Um, he's a very popular pick, but he's done it's it four warranted. times. Yeah, he's done it four times. I think that like that gave us all the chance to kind of like get to know him, mm -hmm. kind of be on that Jason journey with him. Yeah, his Jason style we've become accustomed to yeah and i love his style so i i gotta go with kane like he's so great but like you know there's other great ones too i just yeah i think again it comes back to just getting to spend like that chunk of time with him as jason mm -hmm. it's, it's so true mm -hmm. and he said because when i worked with him in vegas a couple of months ago that's so cool i mean it's so cool yeah, so I was really nervous about working with him because it was like, what if he's an asshole? Right? And then it's like, <laughs> I don't want it to ruin like his his glorious right. like image in my mind. Right. Yeah. And it's different when you're a fan meeting him for two minutes. Sure. So since I was sitting beside him for like five hours, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, well, what if he's a jerk? Because um, you get to know him more on a personal level. Yeah, a little bit that way. And I, when I saw how he interacted with all the fans and the small talk he made with me and the fans and everything, I developed a whole new admiration for him that I didn't have before. So that was amazing. He treats all of his fans very well, even the ones it's that were a little, sweet. even the ones that were a little off. Sure. And you could tell they were a little off. Um, he treated everybody. Like, they were the most important person in the world, which is amazing. Aww. He believed in giving them time, which was great for them. Whereas, and they were, I mean, we were so busy and everyone was there to see him and we were trying to wrap it up. We ran two hours over time because the line was so long. But because he Aww. wants to spend the time with, with the peoples like Robert Englund likes to do. He seems like really sweet, like just from hearing him in interviews, you yeah. know, I, I was hearing him in an interview talking about conventions and, you know, mm -hmm. how people want, you know, people want him to hold their baby. And yeah. so he'll be like holding their baby. And he's like, you know, um, sometimes you even you run into these kids that you see at a convention, yep. you see them years later at mm -hmm. a convention. And it's like, what? Like you were yeah. a kid and I held you and now yeah. you're like a person. Like yeah. he just seems like a sweetheart. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I developed new love for him after that experience and in how he treated his people, which was very important to me. Totally. I, was, I was super nervous because I'm like, what if he's a jerk? But yes. um, so I love, I've always loved him as Jason really, really have, but I honestly really love um, Derek Mears as Jason mm -hmm. uh, 
because, well, he's my hometown boy. Sure, yeah. You know, and um, so we were in a lot of the same circles and we knew, we know a lot of the same people. We worked with a lot of the same people in the theater out there. Cool. So I love him just because we have that connection and I thought he did a very good job as well. But mm-hmm. Kane said, because cus- not customers, um, people asked him this several times, who's your favorite Jason? And instead of saying himself, he said C.J. Graham. Oh. <laughs> he said, I thought C.J. Graham did the best job outside of me, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> so his favorite is C.J. And C.J. did a really good job as well. He's part six. Really? Um, I have met both of the Jasons from part two. <laughs> nice. It seems like all the Jasons are really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really sorry that I didn't get to meet Richard Brooker from part three before he died. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, part three is a good one. Part three is so good. They're all good. They're <laughs> they all are. Good. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and, I mean, I know everybody knows this, but there's, like, a big controversy over who's the real Jason of part two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, Warrington says he was Jason a lot. Yep. Then Steve Dash was like, well, I did most of the work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, why can't we have both? You know? Right? I mean, especially now since Steve's gone. Right. Warrington is all we got left for this movie. Yeah. So why can't we have both? You know? We got, we got plenty of room for right. as many Jasons, as many Jasons as the right. universe can throw our way. We got room for them. So no hate for Warrington. Definitely no hate for Steve because he was a rock star. Yeah. Um, I love them both. So fight me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, guys, if you have not seen Friday the 13th Part 2, the plot of this one is five years after Mrs. Voorhees is killed at Camp Crystal Lake, a camp counselor training retreat next door to the camp is stalked by a psychotic person with a sack over his head. And imagine seeing this new. We don't have the entire franchise. Maybe you don't know this is Jason. Yeah. Do you really know for sure is Jason or is it just a madman? Well, I don't know. Could, right. Could be anybody out there. Right. It stars Amy Steele, John Furry, um, uh, Stuart Charno, Russell Todd. It's directed by Steve Miner and written by Ron Kurtz. Favorite kill, Jamie. Fatality. Ooh, it's tough because there's a good number of them to choose from. Mm-hmm. And there was multiple ones that I liked a lot. But I will say that my favorite is actually our, in the very beginning, our returning final girl. Ooh. Yes, I love that. I love that whole callback too. Like, I just think how they transitioned mm-hmm. from one to two was really good with mm-hmm. that. I love her kill. You know, she opens up the fridge. The head is in there, you know, and then it's like a stab in the temple. But then he takes the kettle off the stove. (laughs) You know, safety first. Yes, you know, and it'd be very rude to just leave that kettle on there, I guess. But I loved that. I just thought it was a really good kill. (laughs) Yes. You know, funny, Henry and I were watching this and he said, how did Jason get to her anyway? Like, he said if that if he was her 
and had just been through what she had been through and was basically, you know, still traumatized and running scared, he'd be living in a high rise downtown with, yes. a, door, with a doorman, <laughs> with security. I mean, Jason would get through them if he wanted to, but he would go so far away from wilderness and woods mm-hmm. as he could to get a new life. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, I'm with him on that one. Yeah, I, I would totally be in a high rise in a city surrounded by security. I'd have lots of locks on my doors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And, you know, she seems kind of like she just went home and she's kind of like still in the wilderness. And I know. It's, it's kind no, of what are you doing? <laughs> it's kind of suburban and secluded. And then like, no, city life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> away from away from the middle of nowhere, city life. All the I would way. never, I would never go into the wilderness again. No, no, Ugh, no. I wouldn't and... even camp. I wouldn't even like. I wouldn't even fort in my own house if that happened to me. Because oh it'd be too much. It'd be too much, like you know, camp. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. According to Warrington Gillette, and I don't know how true this is because. I couldn't find any um, research on this uh, to back it up, but he said it in one of the documentaries I watch that at the time that this story was conceived, there was a serial killer running around Texas that was killing people with a potato sack over his head. So he feels that Jason part two could have been inspired by that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, I don't know because I couldn't find this uh, Texas event. And you'd think you'd think with something like that, you would find info about it. I mean, right? You can find info on like lesser crimes occurring. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel if there was a serial killer in Texas with this sack over his Mm -hmm. head, there would definitely be info about it out there. Right. But then I'm like, well, maybe it was just so long ago. Because it would have been the 70s, or so maybe it was just too long. But that's what Warrington said. I don't know if that's correct or not. I wish I could find the name of the guy who was the murderer. Because then, if I had a name, I'd probably be able to do more research on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have... I want to get creative with this kill, even though it's not a kill. Oh, okay. Okay. So my first instinct is to say that my favorite kill is Ted because he doesn't get killed by Jason. He stays at the bar and presumably dies of alcohol poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) I'll allow it. That's awesome. (laughs) We don't actually see it. I'm going to give another one, but in my head, I'm like, Ted just drank himself to death. Oh, yeah, he a goner. goner. I'm going to say Scott, uh, not sorry, not Scott, Mark, who was in the wheelchair. That was a I, that was my runner up. It was I think it was one of the more brutal kills. You know, I mean, it's pretty it's just brutal. Mean. It's just mean. it is mean. It's a mean kill. So that was my second kill that I had on my list. Right. I also liked, did like Scott because he gets killed with the dull side of the machete, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. So kill creativity on this one. They were still trying to feel their way through what this was going to be. 
yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it wasn't too creative, but I like that they were still trying to figure it out. And that's another reason why I like part two, because they were still trying to figure it all out because it was so early. Totally. Yeah, you can tell there's still like some experimentation there. And, you know, the creativity, it's not like it's not super creative, but, you know, you get you get some different different things happening you know you got somebody hanging hanging upside down from a tree you got you know somebody falling down the stairs in a wheelchair there's, there's a little bit of variety you know but yeah there's some experimentation but first, but first there. he gets a machete in the face and then he falls exactly down the stairs in his wheelchair. <laughs> it's mean <laughs> it's mean and that's that's why i picked it because it's just so mean yep that was my second it's... one it was close between those two kills for me oh my gosh it's true mm-hmm I want to I want to jump right in to epic line. This is going to be totally epic. Oh boy. I I uh I had a few. Of course, I always have a few. <laughs> Same. I still have a pretty big list, but I'm going to choose as you tell yours. Uh-huh. My epic line is at the bar. And the waitress comes up to them and she says, are you sure you don't want me to clear those? And then Stu says, no, I'm collecting these. Not Stu, Ted, sorry. Mm-hmm. Stu, Ted could go either way. But uh, Stu's his real name. <laughs> so Ted says, no, I'm collecting these. And she's like, have it your way, honey. I just don't want the bar to fall down on you. Yep. <laughs> are you sure you don't want me to clear those? Uh, no, I'm collecting these. Have it your way, honey. I just don't want the bar to fall down on you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that, good one. That's my epic line for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, we have to always mention though, Crazy Ralph. I wrote. Uh, I did write an epic line of his. <laughs> it's not my pick, but I did write one of his down. <laughs> Go for it. Um. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I didn't write it down on my new list. Um. I rewrote my notes so that they were a little bit more organized. Um, I know, right? With him, you know, it was just, uh, I really liked his line towards the beginning um, where they're in like the phone booth and he's like, I told them, you know, whatever, you're doomed. Like, I do like that line by him. And, uh, over, uh, I told the others, they didn't believe me. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. But I think my favorite epic line overall for the movie, okay, um, I like when um, I think it's at the bar and Ginny is talking to them about Jason and says, you know, what if there is some kind of boy beast running around Camp Crystal Lake? Yep. What if there is a Jason? Oh, bullshit, Ginny. No, what if there is some kind of boy beast running around Camp Crystal Lake? I mean, let's try to think beyond the legend, put it in real terms. I mean, what would it be like today? I like that one. That's my favorite one. But I also like, um, I really like the scene when our girl, I think it's Vicky, um, and she's flirting with our lovely guy in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she says things like, I only want your fingers, <laughs> but she's talking <laughs> about the game. Uh-huh. And then, and then I really like when she says, um, my cabin or yours. <laughs> yep. So those are my favorites, but my, my very favorite one is the what if there is some kind of boy beast running around Camp Crystal Lake. I love it. She's trying to get inside of his head. 
Mm -hmm. what, yep. well, well, what if? She goes, yeah. let's go beyond the legend. Exactly. <laughs> I loved another one of her lines in the beginning when she when she arrives at the camp puttering along. And she's like, my car's sick. <laughs> I know. She's great overall. <laughs> she is so great. And you know that actress, Amy Steele, she's actually like a psychologist now in real life. I was actually just reading that about her this morning. Yeah. Yep. So, or psychiatrist. I'm sorry if, if I got that wrong, because I don't want to discredit someone's schooling no. <laughs> to get that extra doctorate degree. You did that work. <laughs> I did that work. She did that work. So, you know, so, but she's, she's doing family therapy last I read. Yep. So that's pretty amazing. I mean, maybe the role inspired her. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, so I just love that so much. Okay. Our acting in this one. I love these guys. I love this cast. Um, Me too. It's a lot They're of, a great group. It's a great group. It's a lot of people, though. Kind of mm -hmm. like what I was saying, how the Jason movies were just known for throwing a bunch of people in just to get killed. They do. It's a lot of, like, people fodder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, this one actually has the least amount of kills at nine kills um according to kevin from it's a horror podcast this film has nine kills and he's not including jason in that because sure. you know that's remained to be seen if he's actually died or not right he said that the franchise wide there's 206 kills through the 12 films that's 17.1 kills per film and in that count he is including the times that you see jason get killed and also flashback kills of maybe okay. characters that weren't actually in it right because they still got killed oh yeah so right so 17.1 kills per film on average if you're going to average it out on 12 206 kills franchise wide oh that's lovely so yeah, these people, they're just throwing people in just to show a boob and get killed. Yep. Half the time. <laughs> it's, a it's a winning formula. <laughs> it is a winning formula. But so I like this one because there are less kills. So you, mm -hmm. you get to know your characters a little bit more. Also, you do. Yeah. Uh, we already did talk about our two Jasons. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. Amy Steele, who plays Jenny. I mean... I grew up watching her, not just in this movie, but in April Fool's Day, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And she did the television show with another Jason alum, Peter Barton, The Powers of Matthew Starr. I have not seen that, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun <laughs> 80s show. And I remember her from Jake and the Fat Man, which is a show. Ooh. It was actually the show that Diagnosis Murder spun off from. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so it was Jake, Jake and the Fat Men and then Diagnosis Murder spun off from that, you know, back in wow. the good old days when every show was a spinoff of a spinoff. Right. And then she also did an episode of the Diagnosis Murder, which mm -hmm. I really liked that episode. And then her soap opera career, she did like All My Children and Guiding Light. And uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 was filmed in her hometown as well. Aww. So it was like going home again. Um, right she, she said in one of the documentaries that that wasn't necessarily a, a good thing sure yeah <laughs> so yes um anything to add on uh amy Steele? god i just 
I love the character so much. I, I love Ginny. Like, I just think she's a great... Um, she's so great. She's such a great girl. Like, I mean, her whole scene where, you know, she's, like, running away. Like, she's... It's her and Jason at the mm -hmm. end. And every moment of that is so great. Like, she's so spunky and fighty. And I just love it. I'm like, man, she goes... She kicks him right in the dick. You don't get that enough in horror movies. It's like, kick, kick, run... Right in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely had a fight in her. Yeah. Um, I like this Jason also because he falls and he grunts and he's clearly injured and hurt, but he's totally. going to keep coming at you. But he was definitely mm -hmm. more on the human side. Mm -hmm. Where is part three Jason? He was more like indestructible. Totally. Where even though he was still technically considered human because he didn't become zombie Jason until part six. Right. <laughs> but he he was so much more like superhuman and super strong. Yeah. In three and four. Whereas this one, you know, yeah, he's fallen to the ground and he's groaning and grunting like those falls actually hurt. Totally. Yeah. He's on the ground for, you know, a few minutes a couple mm -hmm. times. Mm-hmm. 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 And she catches him by surprise. She jumps out at him and stuff. And that just yep. doesn't that doesn't happen later. It doesn't. So I guess Jason got wise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he learned. He learned. He grew. You know. Watch out for them <laughs> bitches in the in the woods. Yep. <laughs> John Fury played Paul. Mm -hmm. Do we think Paul died or no? It's ambiguous. There, I kind of feel like he did, but that might just be because that's how I am when I watch movies. I just. I hope and assume that, you know, the person's dead. <laughs> get, that so kill get that kill count higher, you know? <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, what do you think? Do you think he lived? Do you think he died? I've been trying to figure that out for 30 years. <laughs> we have literally done things where... Henry and I, when we watch part three and there's the news report on and they're telling you how many bodies were found. Yep. We're, we were always trying to account for our kills and our body count to see if he was one of them. <laughs> and I can't remember the conclusion that we came up with. Yeah. I want to say that he did not die because I would love for there to be two survivors, just like in part seven, there's two survivors. Yeah. So I would like to say he didn't, but it's so left up in the air. It is. Um, John Fury, he did the uh, show Switched at Birth and Harry's Law, Queer as Folk, ER, mm -hmm. Hotel, Days of Our Lives, and so many other shows that I have seen. Um, our class clown Ted, played by Stuart Charno. I mean, I love him so much in Christine. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. He's so <laughs> awesome. And one fitting. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. and just one of the guys. Have you seen that comedy? I haven't seen that one. Oh my no, gosh. it's so funny. It's it's one of those you know gender swap comedies where you know girl dresses a guy to get something. They've remade this movie many many times, but um, this one was in the eighties, and okay, it's so good. It's so so good. And uh, Star he wrote for Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, nice. He was also in Sleepwalkers and Freddy's mm -hmm. Nightmares. Yep. I love both of those and Chicago totally. Hope. So I remember Chicago Hope. I remember when that came out because it came out the same year as ER. 
and they were both took place in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, they came both. They both both of those medical Chicago shows came out in '94. Whereas Chicago Hope was more of a soap opera type show, where an ER was more of a medical drama. Yeah, I want to say. Let's see here. Um, the girl who played Terry, Kristen Baker, she's only done a couple of other things, like the Gas Pump Girls and Midnight Madness. I liked her though. Yeah, no, I haven't seen any of those other ones. Um, I did look her up, and I, I noticed that she didn't have a whole lot of credits, no. but I, li- I liked her in this one. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I liked that she was she was spunky, she and was so spunky. and so like you know when what's his name, the guy that was trying to trying to get with her. Oh, I can't remember Scott. his name. Yeah, okay. When Scott was trying to get her, first he shoots her in the ass with a slingshot. <laughs> and then he takes her clothes like that's just rude but then I, he gets strung up and she's like maybe i shouldn't let you down maybe i'll just let you hang here i know she's awesome i do think it's really funny that when she's like looking for her dog it's like lost my dog think i'll lose my clothes and go for a skinny dip because <laughs> you know i mean hey if you can't find your dog i mean hey if there's a lake there you know <laughs> might might as well skinny dip no, I'd be like, where's my dog? Like, I got to go find my dog. Oh, maybe just a little break. Just a little. <laughs> I think that's going to be the title of the episode. Lost my dog. Think I'll lose my clothes. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. girl, your dog muffin is out there somewhere, you know? Come and not in the water. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Sandra. I like Sandra. She's played by Marta Kober. I loved her. I loved her. I loved her because she's a troublemaker, like unintentionally. She just wants to go explore. And that's so me. I would be the one telling Henry, we got to go see the camp. We just got to. And Henry's like, no. And I'm yeah. like, no, we got to. And he'll yeah. be like, no. And I'll be like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved her. And she's done things such as Slumber Party Massacre Part 3. Mm-hmm. Neon Maniacs. Um, she did an episode of the After School Specials in the eighties with Zach Galligan from Gremlins. Oh, that was the gonorrhea episode. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would put that at the very top of my credits. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she did Full House. She did mm-hmm. Vendetta. So she's she's done some stuff, and I've seen all these things. She's Except, cute. I really like her. She's so cute. She is so mm-hmm. cute. And I love the character, if nothing else, the callback they give in part four. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that, uh, what's his name? Rob, the character in part four, played mm-hmm. by E. Eric Anderson, who is searching for his, or the killer of his sister. And she says her name's Sandra. I'm assuming this is the same Sandra. Me too. Yeah. I think that's right. a fair assumption. Mm-hmm. Right. So I loved it that they mentioned her again. And if you're not paying attention, you won't get it. You'll just think she's just some rando that got killed by Jason. But no, yep. they talk about her again. Yep. Our wheelchair guy, played by Tom McBride. Um, Friday the 13th was his first role. And he only did six other things after that. He unfortunately passed away pretty early on from AIDS. Oh, man. Yeah, in 1995. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's sad. Um, that's so sad. One of the fun facts I found was that, you know, his love interest in this movie, the uh, Vicky, played by mm-hmm. Lauren Marie Taylor, she had such a crush on him. I in, can see why. Like in real life. And, and he don't like women. Yeah, he's so, a cutie though. So, I, get what, I get it. She said he, he had to shut her down. Oh. <laughs> not happening, not my type. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, right, but she, she had such a crush on him and he's he's adorable. He's probably the cutest one. Like I know. People, I think he's the cutest one. People might go more towards um, Scott, played by Russell mm-hmm. Todd, as being the hot one because he's more buff. But I mean, I think he's definitely the cutest one for me. Oh, he's the hot one for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a hottie. He's so hot. Um, he's and like so I said, La- Lauren Marie Taylor, who played Vicky. I love Vicky. <laughs> I love Vicky. She didn't do very much after this. She did a 1983 show called Loving. She did The Pound Puppies. Did you love- <gasps> Did you I love the pound puppies, and then I had a bunch of them too. Me too. I loved pound puppies. Yes, I had I I had pound puppies over cabbage patches. I did too. Cabbage patches kind of freaked me out. I did have. Ugly. I had one, but I think it was a gift that I didn't necessarily want. You know, I had to. I, I just had to play with it every once in a while. So right. it was probably my mom, you know, who got it for me. So oh. I have to play with it every once in a while, so that my mom, you know, felt nice about it. But. I had, I had to school Henry on um, strawberry shortcake. Oh. I said she was kind of like a cabbage patch, except cuter. Yeah, much cuter. Yeah. <laughs> but same air and same kind of look as far as like the chubbiness goes of the totally. face and stuff. Totally. Wasn't there a problem when they started making the cabbage patch dolls that like, I think it was cabbage patch where they like moved. Do they like open their mouth and like some girl got her hair stuck in it? Oh, I don't know, but I would love it even more if they talked. Yeah, I think I think they like open their mouth so you could like feed them or something. And then it was like, oh, guys, we're having problems because the Cabbage Patch dolls are like eating girls hair. Like, (laughs) be careful with them. They're a little bit dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. And for that That might have just been a nightmare I had, but I'm pretty sure it was a real thing. I would have liked them even more if they had like like Teddy Ruxpin or something. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if you could program them to say things like. Like Teddy Ruxpin would tell you stories and they would like, tell you stories. That would be great. That would be awesome. It'd be so awesome. Um, but yeah, so she did Pound Puppy. She did Ryan's Hope. And she only did three other projects. Hmm. Um, but I thought she was so pretty. And guess what? She's still beautiful. Gorgeous. Like, she is still so, so, so beautiful. Oh, she's oh, she's gorgeous. She's one of my favorite characters. She's so gorgeous. Um, Bill Randolph played Jeff. And again, he didn't do a whole lot. He did the movie Dress to Kill and did 10 other things until 1999 and then nothing else. So he obviously found a different path to go on as well. Yeah. Um, Cliff Chudney played Max and he is now in stunts and he did stunts for Lord of Illusions and Boogie Nights, Sleepaway Camp, The French Connection and Night Shift. Nice. Uh-huh. That's solid. We all remember Russell Todd, who played Scott from Chopping Mall. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Riptide. And he was also in Jake and the Fat Man. 
And I got to check it out. Mm-hmm. And Another World and Young and the Restless. And we talk much more about Russell Todd in our Chopping Mall episode. So go check that out. Uh, the Cop. I love The Cop. Oh my god, yes. I love The Cop. Jack Marks. He only did five things from 1976 until 1989. And I love The Cop so much just because... He's just stumbling around, cop in a sleepy little town. I love it how he wants to, you know, give these kids discipline. And then he's like, no dessert for Sandra. <laughs> I love that. I know. He's like, you're not going to discipline them at all. And he's like, no second dessert for them. <laughs> right? I literally wrote, like, does this cop not have anything else to do but, like, wander around this, like, Camp counselor retreat slash yeah. site of some bad camp things looking right. around for kids who were trespassing. Again, sleepy town. Yeah. Not, not much else to do. Yeah. However, I, I loved this actor because in one of the documentaries I watched, and I watched three documentaries, like hour long or two hour long docs and all the special features on all my DVDs. In back hopes to of back? Things. Uh Yeah. <laughs> nice. within, within two days nice and I think it was a total of like eight hours watch time total awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the Crystal Lake Memories documentary was easy because they broke everything up by movie so here's okay. our part two section here's our part three section so I watched part one and part two because they had a lot of the same people working on it Yeah. but I have another documentary called his name was Jason it's a two discer and everything mm. is just all mixed up Sure. So mixed up. There's They don't ever talk about one movie specifically only. So I had to watch the whole thing. <laughs> yep. For that. <laughs> anyway, the interview with Jack Marks says that he had to learn how to drive a car for this movie because he didn't have a driver's license. He'd never driven a car. He, obviously, he's probably a city guy like me because I don't mm-hmm. have a driver's license and I've only driven a car sure. a very long time ago. So I can totally relate to that. Wow, and see it's, over here on, on the West Coast, you know, hey, right. I, was dri- I was driving early, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. So he's probably maybe a New Yorker and never mm-hmm. had to ha- have a car, but Aww. he had to learn how to drive so he could drive that cop car, and he says that he almost killed a few people. He's choking, <laughs> of course, but, oh, <laughs> you know, he's, what, 40 maybe in this movie? Yeah. At least he's middle-aged and has never driven a car before. <laughs> I love that. What a great, um, what a great reason to learn to drive. Yes. Well, he didn't learn enough to get a license. Like he just learned enough to, to, to not wreck the car. Right. We're like, we're just going to have you do the most minimal amount of driving. Everybody give him space, you know, everybody back up, take it, you know, give him but some then, room. I mean, totally unrelated, but um, Roma Downey from the show Touched by an Angel. Uh-huh. She had to learn how to drive a car when she played um, Jackie O in a movie. She oh, wow. She didn't know how to drive. And she had to learn a little bit how to drive for that. And she said that she still didn't know how to work the pedals. So someone was beneath her working the pedals as she pulled up the car. Oh, that's cute. Obviously, that was a long time ago before, yeah. you know, Touched by an Angel and all that happened. But she, did, she was grown and didn't know how to drive either. Aww. I'm not the only one. <laughs> No, 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 it's true. So you just you just need to be cast in a movie where they're like, you need to, you're going to have to drive. 
So great. Now, Henry and I were actually talking about this. Next year is the plan for me to to get my my license. Um, I just haven't really had the opportunity to. Yeah, or the on, need. Yeah. And I couldn't really afford to have a car anyway if I did. So what was yeah. the point? I was carless for like 10 years just because right. I couldn't afford it, you know? Right. So it just never happened. It's not like I just, it never, ever, ever happened. So mm -hmm. 2021, we hope is the year that I'm going to get my driver's license for the first time at 39 years old. <laughs> I am rooting for you. You got this. You got this. <laughs> I just got my car in 2018, you know? So I, I yeah, I was carless for a long time. Just because right. I, I didn't need it. You know, I rode my bike everywhere. I was right. close to what I did and uh -huh. they're expensive. They are and all the sometimes people yeah sometimes people smash your windows you know and you got to take care of that shit yes <laughs> and you got your insurance yes I mean, out out here in Chicago you have to pay for parking everywhere you go sure yeah it's just easier to take the public transit sometimes yes it is I love public transportation if we had a better public transportation system in Tucson I'd be taking it all the time I used to ride the bus all the time but our our system isn't great here. Right. So. That's one of the reasons I chose to move to Chicago because mm -hmm. I needed to move to a place with a better public transit system than Bakersfield, California. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the, one of the deciding factors of why I needed to come to a big city was yeah. I needed to get along without a vehicle. I love being vehicleless. I love public transportation. I just think there's so many perks to it. Yes, there needs to be, it needs to be more available in not so big cities. It really totally. does. Yep. Um, and of course, my last cast member I wrote down was Crazy Ralph, played by Walt Gorney. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love me some Crazy Ralph. He's, he's me my, too. He's actually my favorite. He's my Aww. favorite in part one. He is my favorite in this one. He is good. He's, I... my, he's my favorite meme. <laughs> oh yes oh my god that's like You're the highest compliment rude. too i yeah. mean <laughs> if, if only he knew if only he knew what would happen now, i know right i know he will always be living on in the meme world now yes. i made one with him you know one of his all doomed you're all doomed um yep. pick pictures and i labeled it you're going to work tomorrow ain't you <laughs> that's my monday meme <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So great. Yeah. So if only he knew. If only he I knew what technology would take us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we discuss some fashion? Let's do it. Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. Um, there was a lot of fashion to take in. And there's so much. It was difficult. Like some, I was like fast, you know, because like I, with my notes, I have like a little symbol like system, you know, where there's like a big F next to the fashion moment. So I know what it is. And I'm, I'm just like, I had to like pause it a couple of times and be like, oh my God, little red matching, uh, you know, fitness outfit when they're on their hike, got to write that down. Okay. Uh -huh. But then there's that denim jacket. That's good. You know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. all over the place. So it was really hard to, pick a favorite look but i have to say my favorite fashion moment was our girl sandra okay um i really like when she's in she's in her bikini top right uh -huh. like the striped bikini top and these denim shorts with like a brown pocket on the back and that's the scene where they go to look at the camp where she's like we gotta go uh -huh. but i just i really liked that she was like hiking and doing all of this 
like her bikini top and like these shorts. <laughs> I did that one. too. Like when yeah. we were camping, I would be wearing shorts and the bikini top because I didn't want any tan lines on my top. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want the t-shirt it, line. It makes sense. Yeah. I just loved it though. That's like a good look for hiking. It's you a know. good look. It is a good for, look. For, for crossing over some like, you know, no trespassing signs. That's the look you need to be in. You know, let's be real. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. I have two. I have um, an honorable mention. I have an honorable mention too. Okay. So what's your honorable mention? Oh my God. It's, um, it is Alice in the beginning, right? Uh -huh. Or that's her name, right? For our yeah. final girl from the first one. Um, <laughs> not for wearability because I can't imagine like wearing that out anywhere but i really love it it's the all green like outfit she's got on so it's like the green turtleneck and then like the green plaid like overall uh -huh. or, like oh my god like i mean again not for wearability i mean i i would be really happy if i was walking around town and i saw somebody <laughs> and it looked like that i mean immediately like i'd be so drawn to them you know like who are you like right you know where Tell me, like, the process this morning when you were, like, getting this look together. <laughs> but, like, it gets an honorable mention because it just, like, sticks out to me so much. And I admire. I just admire it so much. Like, I could never wear it, but I admire the fuck out of it. <laughs> well, those are... That's a eastern midwestern outfit because that's yeah that, see, that's are, why i don't get it right those are co <laughs> those are cozy clothes that, that's a winter weather that's a winter yeah. weather look or fall yep I, I won't even say look because this is purely for comfort yes you know this is what i would wear that when i'm going outside when it's like sub zero degrees outside and see we don't have that where i live nope. so i think that's why i'm like I don't understand it. It looks very warm. Yes, it looks you super know? warm, super cozy. That's that's my that's my winter look. That that mm -hmm. is what I would wear going outside, going to the grocery store in the dead of winter, and I would I would be so happy in it because I know I would not be feeling any cold. Oh, so you're that person I admire that I'd be right. like, I love this look. Tell me your process. And you're like, I want it to be warm and cozy. Yes. <laughs> Enough said. Now, that being said, that being said, um, I have not seen anyone wearing this ever. <laughs> Damn it. It's out there. It's out there. Somebody, somebody out there is wearing something like this. Or maybe they were, you know, right. 20 years ago. Wouldn't that be amazing to find this? this outfit and cosplay it i would really like somebody to do that yeah i would i would definitely do that i would oh my if god I, if, please I went do. To, if i went to a convention that she was at i would definitely do it and i feel like she'd be so happy I know. <laughs> yeah i'd be like adrian king i'm you check me out I, I, oh my god i bet well, she'd be like this has never happened to me before or it's so rare right. that anybody you know thinks about this outfit or thinks to cosplay it i should say what Do would it. be even better is how did she get killed i totally forgot like oh um she was, uh she got like a she got like hit right. in the temple yeah mm -hmm. having a something stick out of your head while you're cosplaying Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Bonus points outfit. if bonus points if you have like a cute little stuffed animal cat because she had a cute kitty. Oh, this has gotten very detailed, and I'm it sure has. <laughs> I, I have to make this happen one day. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Um, 
My honorable mention is Jeff's cool brown cap. And when I saw Jesse pop onto our stream this morning and he was also wearing his cool brown cap, it made me admire his Jesse's cool brown cap even more because I yes. have written this down and I realized that I've always liked Jesse's hat. And hat. it probably influenced my um my choice on this honorable mention is seeing Jesse in his cool hat. And just for the record, I did not wear the hat in anticipation of getting that mention nope. for this episode. <laughs> I just was wearing the hat because um, for Jesse's those. Hat. I mean, I've yep. seen Jesse wear this hat every day for years. Not years, but every day well, for, a for year. years. <laughs> it would be, it will be years in the future, Jesse. That's I don't true. Think you're going to stop wearing That's that true. hat. That's true. <laughs> that yeah. Is, that's it, Jesse's hat. It, it's my yeah. I have I have two hats that are that are that are quote unquote me and the flat cap that I bought um, for a, not my past birthday but the one before that. Um, I just bought it as a birthday gift to myself. But um, I wore it. I'm. I mean, we're indoors. I was only wearing it because um, I need to uh, shave my head again and like my hair is starting to grow in and it looks terrible. And even though nobody is going to see this besides you two, I just <laughs> wanted to not look horrible, so I just put my hat on. It's like That's easy. That's the things. equivalent of someone not wanting to brush their hair, so they put a hat on. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty exactly. much. Yeah, <laughs> brushing the hair like completely off of my head using the razor. But yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yes. So I did my homework on this movie a week ago, and I picked that mm -hmm. hat, and I realized subliminally because I've always liked Jesse's hat. Yeah. That this must be my my thing. I must be into that kind of hat, Jesse. <laughs> well, I'm glad it works for some people. <laughs> it's great. It's a great. It's, it's a, a good, good hat. Yeah. It's a very cool hat. Yeah, but when I saw him pop up and he was wearing that hat and I already knew I'd written this down, I'm like, oh my gosh, of course. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. My winner for Fashion Moment goes to Jenny when she is first introduced to us and she's wearing mm -hmm. that long pink skirt and her white tank top all tucked in. It is cute. Because I sported that look for a long time. It's cute. I like that look too. It's so cute. It's so not pro appropriate for the woods. No, not so much. Not so much. Because she's wearing some sandals to go with it, but it's super cute. Um, I always had problems wearing long skirts because I'm so short and I have such short legs. So when this was a very popular look in the early 90s, people were wearing like long baby doll dresses that the skirt was supposed to go down mm -hmm. to your ankle. Yeah. It would go well past my toes. Even yep. a small size would. But the skirt that Ginny is wearing has an elastic waistband. So when I could find a skirt with elastic, I would just fold it over a few times, like inside. Right. So mm -hmm. you couldn't tell and it would shorten the length. Yep. Yeah, like I don't wear, um, you know, I'm like 5'4", but like I don't, you know, there's a lot of like maxi dresses I'll see mm -hmm. that I really like, but like <laughs> I ha I can't wear too many of them. I have like a couple where like they fall at just the right length where I'm not mm -hmm. stepping on them, but mm -hmm. I, I do have a maxi dress or two that it's like I have to hold it when I walk, you know, <laughs> I'm not like tripping over it and like ripping it to shreds with my shoes, but. Right, or fall and break your face. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I would just fall over it and break my face, yep. which is not going to be cute for anybody. So, yeah, Ginny's pink skirt, because I love me some pink, and her tank top is so adorable. It's one of my favorite outfits for summer, 
and I think I still have it, would be a pink skirt that is that shade of pink, though it's shorter, and then a white t-shirt to go with it. I think maybe she inspired me and I didn't know it. Yeah, I actually think that's such a great combo. Pink is my favorite color, if it hasn't been made clear by all my other fashion selections that we've been through together. I love pink and like pink and white together is just Mm -hmm. uh, perfect. You can't beat that combo. Unless nope. you have pink, pink on pink, maybe, but. <laughs> but that's a lot of pink. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's a lot. It's too much. Sometimes you gotta play, it's a lot. Play it down. I do like a pop of pink, too, like a yeah. like a pink oh, yeah. skirt or like a pink purse or pink shoes. Yes. Good little pop. I really love hot pink on black. Oh, that is a good combo, too. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorites in that, in that combination. Um, mm-hmm. Hair moment. This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does. That's for sure. Oh, man. Okay, this one was really tough for me, actually. I wrote a couple down. I'm going to give I'm gonna give Paul an honorable mention with his <laughs> sexy blonde, kind of like bowl cut, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I got to give honorable mention to that just because I was so drawn to it. You know, I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. Uh-huh. Um, but I think my favorite hair overall is Vicky's. She just had this oh. really cute brown, kind of slightly yeah. like feathered, medium uh-huh. length. I mean, I would wrap that like haircut. It was yes. really cute. So yes, I just loved it. And like, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't actually kind of like get lines until a little bit later in, right? She's just kind right. of more in the background for a bit. But the whole time, you know, I'm sitting there just like, Ooh, I can't wait for the one with the cute brown feathered, like medium length hair to like say something because I love yeah. her hair. I was like drawn to that one too. So that's my favorite hair moment. But I don't want to mention to Paul. There really was only one option for me, and that was Sandra because it's so big and beautiful. I knew you were going to pick her. I, I knew you knew. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so frizzy. There's so much frizz on this girl's head, and I can relate. It's awesome. I mean, the frizz is magnificent. It's so good. It's so good. So I love, I love Sandra's hair. I always have. I really always have. I knew you were going to pick that one, girl. I knew what I thought, and I was like, oh, yep, this is the one. This yep. is the one. <laughs> yep, yep. See, you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Prop we would like to own. Oh, I was so nervous about this one because I'm like so stuck between a couple. You go first on this one. I have okay. a couple honorable mentions. Okay. Something that's really unique to this part, this movie specifically, is the sign hanging outside of the camp, the counselor training center sign. I wrote that one down. It's one of my runners up. And I think I want that because it's very part two specific. Mm-hmm. I also really want Mama's Head. Mama's Head was probably my top pick. I literally wrote Mama's Head. You know what else would be a really good talking point, though? So I I wrote down four things. I'm going to talk about three of them. Is the slingshot? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, how, how mean is that to, like, slingshot somebody in the ass? So mean. And I would be so much more angry than, a, than oh. she was. She just looks at she's like, ow. And then she looks at him. She goes, oh, you jerk and just walks away i'd be like you motherfucker i know there'd be hand gestures there'd be all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on i'd probably there'd be spit coming out of my mouth you know as i as i was talking that's how angry i would be <laughs> right 
So, but I mean, if I could display that slingshot in my horror case, that would be a really good talking point. Hell yeah. My ultimate winner is going to be the counselor training center sign because it's so specific to part two. That's a really good one. So before I get into mine, I have to ask, could an animal be considered a prop? You want muffin. Is it a character? Because if it's a prop, then I'll take muffin. If it's a character, you know, then I'll just consider it a character I like. I'm going to say it's not a prop because it's alive. It's a living creature, yeah. And um, if you wanted muffin now, you would have to get a taxidermied muffin. This is true, and I wouldn't. I would not want that as much as I would the no, live muffin. But okay, so, so you, so you want a dog? Is what you're saying? I do. Yeah, I also liked the cat. I also wrote down: Could the cat be a prop? I don't think so. It's alive, and oh it's God. not around anymore. Now, anyway, if this was, for example, a stuffed animal or even a taxidermied animal that they used. If sure. that was the case, then I would say for sure. Absolutely. But because it's a living creature and Muffin is obviously dead now. Yes. Oh, yes. Can't happen. (laughs) So barring that, um, I will say that the thing that, okay, so I did mention the sign. I really liked that. Um, I actually liked Alice's whole apartment, but that's a house. But I liked her chair a lot, a yellow chair that she had in there. Uh I also like the wallpaper on her walls because it was really bad. Um, anyway, it's so so eighties. It's so eighties. Every room, you know, and it's slightly different in different rooms. And I was just like, oh man. Oh god, like, that kitchen was so eighties. It was so eighties, but I loved it. Um, but anyway, barring all that, I do think that I am gonna go with Mama Voorhees' dead head. I don't know where I'd put it yet, but oh, I know exactly where I'd put it. <laughs> I would put I, it on my shelf next to my Jason bust. Oh, there you go. There you go. I probably put it on my like bookshelf. I have a wall that's like a built-in bookshelf and I have all my movies and stuff there. Probably put it right in the center. Uh-huh. Next next to the nice photo of like my friends. But I have like Mama Lori, he said, right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, the real question is with or without the sweater? I know. I was just thinking that, you know... I'm going to say, let's go all fucking out. I want the sweater there, too. So then I can pop it on every once in a while and be like, you did good, Jason. You did good. Mommy's (laughs) proud of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be mostly for display purposes because, again, Tucson, you know, we don't wear sweaters all that much. I mean, I'm wearing one now because it went down to, like, uh, it is going down to, like, 80 degrees. And so I'm like, oh, it's, like, 35 here right now. Oh, my God. Or it was this morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're getting down into like the 70s and like below, you know, um, in the evenings and stuff. And that's like a big change for us. We've had like triple digit weather. Right. It, it's been a record, you know, and actually have, like it's not usually that hot during this time. But anyway, it's like down in the 80s. And wow. so I was cold. I was cold last night. This girl here. What am I going <laughs> to do with her? Oh, golly. Oh, golly, gee. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would love Mama's head, and I would put it right next to my Jason bust. I have a very good Jason bust from Part Four. Oh yay! Yes, he came with a mask, but if you take the mask off, the detail on this guy—I'll send you a picture. So good! It came with a certificate of authenticity from New Line Cinema too. Oh, nice! I found it on eBay for a very good deal. So it's obvious it's a very old like bust, but I love him. He's one of my oh. he's one of my prize pieces. 
It sounds awesome. Yeah, I love them. So I totally put Mama's head right next to that. Oh. But I really love the sign. <laughs> the sign is awesome. It, it was definitely something I wrote down. I love like signs or you know yeah. banners. And you know, shout out to my friend um, Brent, who is a Jason cosplayer. And the first time I met him, he was going in for a photo op with all with five Jasons. We were both in line for the same op, and he was holding. He had a a mama head replica oh that's so cool and i said can i take a picture <laughs> and then we've been friends ever since oh that's so sweet yes so <laughs> yeah, mama heads bringing people he, together it's true he does some really good cosplays and nice. the, head, the head had a lot of detail on it so i was like <laughs> that's beautiful i said she's i said she's beautiful oh yeah yeah all right um cinematography by Peter Stein. Do you know what else Peter Stein did? No, that name sounds really familiar though. Peter Stein did Pet Cemetery. Oh, ooh, I love Pet Cemetery. He also did Tales from the Crypt season one. Okay, awesome. Chud. <laughs> oh, Chud. Oh my God. Graveyard Shift. Nice. And The Parent Trap Part Two from 1986. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> Oh, he's got quite a quite a repertoire there. Right. But yes, yeah, Tales from the Crypt season one. I think his episode was the one titled Collection Completed. Okay. I think it was the, that would be, a, if, if I'm remembering, remembering correctly, that is um, the episode he did. And I hope I'm not confusing him with another cinematographer. Mm -hmm. But that would be uh, season one, episode six. So it's the last episode of season one. And it had um M. Emmett Walsh in it, and um, it's such. It's also about taxidermy. Hey, that is a running theme today. <laughs> that, that, that's the taxidermy episode. So, and again, I am just going off of memory. Mm -hmm. I hope that's the episode he did. I hope I'm not wrong, but um, yeah, good episode. So, sorry, dude, if it's not your episode, but if it is your episode, I should get extra points for remembering that just off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you should definitely watch that episode in general. Um, I like the angles on our cinematography. I like the shots going through the woods. I like, I really love when you find his, his shack. Um, I literally wrote, uh, like, Jason um, Cribs edition. <laughs> <laughs> and I noted that there was a toilet in there. There was no kill with the toilet, but there was a toilet. And it was a gross one. <laughs> it's it's like like what we were talking about it's like the the toilet used in sleepaway camp part two that was gnarly <laughs> gnarly but you know what? yeah jason's still human so he had to go it's true so you know he had a pretty nice setup you know for being out in the middle of the woods i mean yeah he had yeah. a toilet you know he had a roof over his head yeah i was totally into the cabin and mm -hmm. if i had lots of land I would totally make a replica of that cabin and turn it into like a guest house it would be nice on the inside but the outside would look like that oh that'd be so cool I mean yeah and only people who like horror would be allowed to stay in it <laughs> sign me up for a for a night that would be the guest house <laughs> I'd rent it out <laughs> yeah Airbnb that shit yeah uh -huh. yeah or a unique 
Friday the 13th part two experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I really loved our cinematography on this one. It was super creepy. I loved it too. And, you know, of course, you know, I love my POV kind of shots and Jason is great for those. Mm -hmm. There were some good ones in there. Um, I really, I really like the, when we get the reveal of Jason too, mm-hmm. when we actually see him and his like, you know, his sack mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. that's really good. And mm-hmm. there were, there were some shots I really enjoyed too, like random shots. I mean, there's a shot where Jenny, they're all hiking. She kind of stops at the end of the line and she's just standing in the woods by herself while they're walking on. So that's like a really gorgeous shot. So I really like the cinematography in this one too. Agreed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one they really relied a lot more on suspense and less on core. Yeah. So I like that. Um, the special effects done by Steve Kershoff. He did Blair Witch Part 2. Okay. And Lost Souls. Monkey Shines. I love, love Monkey Shines. Monkey Shines. I was just talking about Monkey Shines with our neighbor Sam. He was trying to remember the title of it. He kept calling it The Shining. <laughs> and then when we tried to loan him our movie he's like no that's not the right one and then and you're like this is the shining that right. i'm giving you no no and then no. he showed me the cover like online i'm like that's monkey shots i love that movie and then um chud he did the, the prosthetics for chud i love chud and in friday the 13th part one he is credited as atmospheric effects Ooh, what is that i like that i don't know but i really want to know yeah, I wonder if that's something I could get into if this whole journalism thing doesn't work out. I do atmospheric effects. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Maybe that's fog. Yeah, that yeah, that, that makes sense. Like atmosphere. Right. But I mean I'm into it. I'm into it too. It's the most important part of your horror movie, almost. Atmosphere, yeah. Without it. Right. So um our music on this one, of course, we all know the Friday the 13th movies are composed by Harry Manfredini, who also did, and we talked about this, Swamp mm-hmm. Thing. Yep. And I haven't watched any of these movies since we did our Swamp Thing episode, but when we were watching Swamp Thing for our homework, I'm hearing the sounds on it, and I'm like, what is that? I know that sound. Yeah. I know that sound. I know that tinkering sound. I know that sound. And then when I was doing my Swamp Thing homework and saw his name, I said, of course. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> yeah, duh. It makes so much sense. <laughs> so next time you're watching Swamp Thing, y'all, pay attention to the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. I really loved the piano instrumental when Ginny finds Muffin. Oh, yeah. So pretty. And kind of like a callback to part one, it's there to give you the uh, false sense of security. Like mm-hmm. uh, the song Sail Away Tiny Sparrow does when Alice is in the canoe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I just love a good piano. I really, really do. Philip Glass is one of my favorite movie okay. composers. Yeah. Uh-huh. He does the best. Um, additional songs in this. There was one. Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. That goes as uncredited because it was just the kids singing it. But I wish that that she was he or she was credited as the itsy bitsy spider musician. I know, right? That deserves some credit. Totally, Jip. 
Um, wow. My notes are all so all over the place. I wrote cinematography twice on two different pages. <laughs> well, it is good, you know, so, hey, <laughs> yep. and it's, it's part two, you know, so your brain was just making those kind of like subconscious twice. connections. Yeah. Something else Peter Stein did that I put on the second part, which I didn't put on the first part. <laughs> Ernest saves Christmas and it's almost Christmas. So there you go. Oh, I love that. I loved the Ernest movies. I haven't seen them in like a long, long, long time. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Like 20, possibly 30 years. It's been a long time for me. Mm -hmm. But my, one of my favorite Christmas memes is um, it's like kids today wouldn't even appreciate the fact that we wouldn't have Christmas if Ernest hadn't saved it. <laughs> cute yes um do you have anything else to add on the music um yeah i i really like um i mean i i think i wrote down there's some moments where there's like these violent violins and, oh, yeah. and horns you know and i really liked that and then i, I love all violent violins me too. And it's just a good alliteration. Like maybe that would be my band name. Violent Violence. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Into it. Pretty cool. Um, and then I really like their like many moments, like you said, with Muffin when she finds him. Um, there's many moments where the music gets almost like dreamy, like uh -huh. old school TV show or something. Uh -huh. It really, it, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like a sitcom or something. But it really, it, yeah, it gives you like this kind of. After yeah. school special. Yeah, and it's this very like false sense of security, but like at the same time, you know that it's like fake, you know, where you're like, no, no, things aren't okay. That music is too nice, things aren't okay here. Um, and then I think, um, was there a not for this movie, not for this movie, <laughs> was, was there a band at the bar? There was a band at the bar, and yes. I love the band at the bar, and yes, they're not credited, so I have no idea who they are. That is upsetting because I wrote live band, funky rock as fuck. Funky rock as fuck, for real. <laughs> I liked there was some funkiness to it. And like, man, you can't fight bad. If I was at the bar, I'd be bopping to that. Yeah, they're not credited at all. Not even as extras, not nothing. That is a shame. It is a shame. Because then we could add them to our great playlist, you know, um, that includes four out of five doctors, of course. Oh, yeah. So. Guys, if you know who the funky band is at the bar, please drop me a line and let me know. Please, we want to download that. Right, and I don't know, maybe I wasn't paying attention um, in my documentary watching because I admittedly was only paying half attention trying to just find out facts that mm -hmm. I wanted to know. But yeah, I want to know who this band is. Me too. Um, okay. This movie is so 80s. <laughs> it's so 80s. You can't escape it. <laughs> yeah. As far as the aging goes, this movie will always be so 80s, but that's part of its charm. It is. It is. Um, what's the twist on this? That is Jason, that he's alive, that he didn't drown in the lake when he was a child? I guess that would be the twist. Yeah. And he's just been hanging and out for 30 years. There's that. And he Muffin was actually alive. Even maybe, though it looked maybe, maybe because there are um, arguments oh. that because that's a dream sequence, right? That's true. That's true. So the muffin thing didn't happen. 
that is true. Okay. Well, then that is not a twist. Just like we don't know, it would be a twist if you chose to believe that that really did happen. Which, if it did, it's a twist. It is. But then Paul, that, that's why the argument is Paul alive or is Paul dead. Because Paul should true. still be dead in that cabin right now. That's true. So Ooh. it's it's all, <laughs> it's all based on whether you believe that was a dream or not. Right, right. But, um, I mean, it's completely and totally unbelievable that Jason's going to be living in the wilderness for 30 years. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with Mama there. Like, come on, don't, won't you give this guy a home? Yeah. <laughs> has, he, has he just been stuck inside for the last 25 years? Right. Until you died? <laughs> mm, yeah, that I call bullshit on that plot point. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, we wouldn't have the franchise without it. So I'll let it go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pacing on this movie, I think it's good. It has just enough of what you need. I agree. You know, you do um, more than some of the others. You do get a chance to get to know the characters a little bit. You know, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. there's a little bit of time where you get to kind of know their personalities and mm-hmm. see them kind of having fun together and interacting. So you, yep. you get you get to know them a little bit better than some of the other uh, Jason victims. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, OK, scary rating. So again, we don't get scared by things very no. often. We just don't. So, you know, I wasn't too scared by it. But I will say that, like, man, this movie has some pretty great jump scares in oh, it. Yeah. Like, the jump scares are awesome. I mean, even though I've seen this movie before, there are still a couple points when I rewatch where I was like, huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this movie so, so backwards, forwards. I know this movie so well that I'm yeah, never I- startled. I never... Yep. Never. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while since I rewatched, um, rewatched the whole franchise. So you know, um, and I am, I am planning on like watching the other, rewatching the others now because I was like, okay, uh-huh. now, I, now I'm in the Jason spirit. I gotta uh-huh. watch the other ones. But no, there were a couple points where I was like, oh, uh-huh. little, little ones, little I ones. I like that. I like that though. <laughs> so um, I mean, I guess like if I were giving it a rating, and again, I just, you know, I just don't get scared of movies. No. I, I would no. really, really love it if a movie like terrified me. I would love that so much. So I mean, I guess I'll give it like a like a like a three because it's got some good jump scares in it. Same, mm-hmm. top three, and it doesn't really have gore. No, it doesn't. No, a lot of a lot of what scares me um, in the horror movies goes would maybe be a gore effect, which makes me it just it doesn't really even scare me because I know it's fake, but it just icks me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one didn't have really have the gore effects yet. They hadn't nope. really transitioned into that like they did in some of the later movies. Yeah. Oh, like that amazing corkscrew kill in part four. Ah, uh, part four is just so good. So good. And then I, I love it how he's he's hanging, crucified, and then Jason just busts through. Yes. Hands rip. And I, again, I don't so even good. know if that's shown or if that's my imagination. And that's why it's so good. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would give it about the same for that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely entertaining. I watch these movies all the way through from beginning to end, except for part 10. Um. Every Friday the 13th. Aww, that's such a nice tradition. It is tradition. I'll start a week in advance. 
<laughs> you know, yes, there is a large amount of movies right. to get through. <laughs> and the good news is they're an hour and a half long. So yes, uh-huh. they're, they're quick watches, and this just like I do with Hall- the Halloween franchise for Halloween. I now start two weeks in advance, and I'll watch one a night until Halloween happens. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so pissed this year for Halloween. I couldn't get my one of my discs to work. Luckily, it was my least favorite one in the franchise. Which one? <laughs> Eight. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tyra Banks one. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't get my disc to work. Oh. So I had to skip it and it just felt wrong. I know. You're like, no, no, we're doing a whole, we're doing the whole thing. Like I can't just skip over one. I was so determined. I tried to put it in two nights later to see if it would work again. And it's, oh. it, it won't, it literally won't register in my player. Like it oh, just no. keeps spinning. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Damn it. I like Amen. that you I like that you gave it another try a couple days later because you're like maybe it's maybe something's changed maybe it'll work now maybe my mm-hmm. player is finicky it is old I mean I just needed a rest you know and I do work gi- now I do give it a workout I really do <laughs> I don't really stream much so uh-huh. my DVD player is always used Oh, I just imagine at the, especially at the end of October, there's just like steam coming out of it. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's so true. Um, Okay, story rating. I already kind of called bullshit on the the Jason myth. Yeah. What I did like about the story is I love the counselor training program story. Me too. I like the fact they weren't actually at Camp Crystal Lake. They were in the next camp over. Mm-hmm. I liked the myth of Jason and how the town is afraid that it'll get stirred up again. Me like too. Like the cop. Because, I mean, it might be a superstition, but they're very, very, very into it. And any time that, like, a, any time in a film where, like, a whole community is kind of, like, bought into this kind of, like, a mythology mm-hmm. or a superstition, mm-hmm. I, just, I just think it's great. Like, it mm-hmm. adds... It, it just adds something to it because it's like it's not just it's not just there's not like um people in the community would believe you if you were like jason like that's yeah. a thing and people would be like yeah it is a thing yeah it wouldn't be like hey you're crazy uh-huh. that's not that's not a thing no the whole town would be like i'm with you girl i love legends me too and myths and urban legends and one of my favorite old-timey ghost legends is the jersey devil oh i love the jersey devil i'm obsessed with cryptozoology i love them i write poetry about cryptozoology i've interviewed a cryptozoologist and written like articles about it i love cryptozoology the jersey devil is one of my favorites jersey devil he's my dude and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh have you seen the movie satan's playground no is the jersey devil involved and Mrs. Leeds and everything. Oh, it's a Felissa, nice. It's a Felissa Rose movie. And oh, wait, one more time. What's it called? Satan's Playground. Oh, my God. I have to watch that. It's so well made. It's one of my, it's probably one of my favorite non-franchise horror films ever. What? Okay. Uh-huh. I gotta watch this immediately. Yes. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's definitely my favorite Felissa Rose movie ever, including Sleepaway Camp. It's my favorite. Okay, I gotta watch this. I gotta um, watch it. I'm so excited right now. And the fact that the Jersey Devil is an actual legend. 
and people believe it and people are afraid to go into the woods uh, out there yeah. because of it and people still you still hear mm -hmm. reports of it um even yep. today uh, yep. in the pine barrens like people talk about hearing mm -hmm. something on their house and going out yep. and seeing like this thing like yeah people and still claim to see it I think what makes it so good when I was watching the commentary on it was the director, you know, he's from that region. So he knows the story well and yeah. knows how serious it is taken. Oh, it is taken very seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love that they add, they threw in Mrs. Leeds in there and I'm telling you just a fantastic cast. I got to watch it. Fun fact about the Leeds. Um, so I'm trying to remember, I, I don't know if it was um, Benjamin Franklin, right? I think he came out with like the first, the first almanac, right? But actually the Lead family created an almanac before that. Really? The Lead almanac. And um, there, you know, some people who are looking at the history of the Jersey Devil and looking at the actual image, like what the Jersey Devil looks like. It was very, it's very similar to what the crest of the lead family was. Really? So some people are like, ooh, it's because there was like a little clash there because mm -hmm. Mrs. Leeds like kind of made this almanac, but mm -hmm. then, you know, Benjamin mm -hmm. Franklin came along with this mm -hmm. almanac. So, and the community just thought the Leeds family were kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of kids, you know, uh -huh. they, lived out, they lived out in the middle of nowhere. So mm -hmm. it's kind of an interesting little fact. Almanac. Yeah. The Leeds made one. We got to we got to talk Satan's playground in the new year. Yeah, like mm -hmm. this is one of the ones we have to do. I'm so excited already. <laughs> I mean, it's so 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 good. I yeah. just, I love it so much. I really do. And no one really knows about it. It's kind of an indie film, but it's so well made, and it made me want to research the Jersey Devil even more when I saw it. I just, I love it so much. So uh, I'm really excited for you to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm really excited to watch it. I have it written down with a star next what, to it. What's your favorite, like, legend? Um, so, well, if we're just talking cryptozoology, mm -hmm. it's it's the Mothman. Um, yeah, the Mothman in Lake Pleasant. It's just got every, everything you could want in a, in a legend or a, you know, this little town and there's like, you know, this creature that everybody's seeing, right? This Mothman. But then there's also like these weird men in black that show up in town and there's UFO activity. And, you know, there was a reporter, Mary Heyer, who was like, you know, covering this. And she had this column where the waters mingle. And it's just a great story. It has so many good elements, everything you possibly want in like a, like a cryptid tale. I love it. Yeah, if you haven't looked into it, there's a there's a wealth of information out there on it, and it's a great story. And the book is phenomenal, um, The Mothman Prophecies. I love John Keel, who wrote it. Um, he wrote a lot about, like, UFOs and um, weird phenomenon and how they're all connected to each other. And yeah. yeah, I love his style of writing. It's really different. Oh, I'm, always, I'm always trying to find, like... Uh, I'm always trying to find um, older editions of his books, but uh, they're hard to find. But One day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one day. <laughs> so Tori went to the Mothman Festival uh, that, a couple it's, of years ago. It's my dream. I, yeah, I really want to go. Oh. She went. She took amazing pictures. She got a Mothman cookie uh, and everything. Uh, like, I mean, no, she, she had a great time. Yeah. And she, she was going to go again this year, but, you know, COVID. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's on my boyfriend in my list. Like he, I told him I really want to go. So we really want to go. I've already looked at Airbnbs and hotels. Yeah. It's such a small area. You usually yeah. have to stay across the bridge, but yeah. yeah. 
I really want to go. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to talk to Tori about that because oh my gosh, I, I've yes. wanted to go for years, you know. She had a really good time. She uh, had a really, really good time. Cool. And since you're into the, really into the, that legend, oh, you would die. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. Oh my God. I would faint in the Mothman Museum. I'd walk in and I'd be like, oh my God, there's the newspaper clippings and, oh you know, oh, and then I'd just faint. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm feeling the spirit of the Mothman, you know, in this building tonight. <laughs> wow. I've never, I was never really interested in it, but now I am. Between you, you got to check it out. Between you mm -hmm. and her, I'm like, okay, this has to happen at some point. It's a fabulous story with wonderful real characters and, yeah. you know, a, tra a tragic bridge collapse at the end of this all. You know, one of like the, probably one of the largest bridge collapses in American history still. Like, really? It was a pretty, it was a pretty gnarly um, collapse. And a lot of people think that you know, the Mothman was kind of foretelling this, you know, an yeah. omen, an omen of a, yeah. of a tragedy. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So oh fascinating, gosh. fascinating story. Yeah. All right. Did you have anything else to add on Friday the 13th part two, the story as a whole? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, we've kind of gone over the, you know, the spots where you're like, eh, Right, we'll let it slide because we have a lot of movies left to go. But um, and we yeah. love these movies, so without we do this happening, we would not have those movies. So gonna have exactly. to forgive it. And I do kind of like that. Um, I do kind of like that. Like Jason is still developing a lot in this uh -huh. movie. I actually really like the the sack mask. Uh -huh. You know, I I really love it. I love how it looks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I like the hockey mask, but um, I do too. Obviously, it's like also, so iconic. I also really like hockey in general, so maybe that has something to do with it. My love for ice sports, mm -hmm. so that might be influencing my decision on that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, overall movie rating from one to ten, ten being the best, of course. I'm going to give this one. See, this is hard. It is hard. Because I like this movie as a standalone, but when I'm comparing it to the other ones in the franchise, it goes down a little bit. Same. Okay. Franchise-wise, I'm going to give this one a six. That's actually where I'm at, too. Yeah. But if I'm looking at this movie as a standalone movie, I'm going to go up to seven dolls and a sack. <laughs> yeah i would give this movie um I, I would put it at a at a six you know maybe maybe a six and a half i do really like it um but yeah there there are definitely friday the 13th movies i like better uh -huh. um and there are standalone i like better but I, I do really enjoy this movie i like the feel of it i like the look of it so i'll give it like a six six and a half mm -hmm. yeah that's fair that's totally fair Okay, um, fun facts. This is your opinion? It's a fact. Ooh. It's fun fact time. Oh, and I've got plenty. I know you do. I'm imagining you, like, bringing out, like, a scroll, you know, like a big <laughs> scroll, and, like, like opening it up and being like, oh, right, so fact number one. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to read the ones I wrote down first, and then <laughs> the ones I highlighted <laughs> Um, from all the other internet sources and again internet so could be wrong <laughs> disclaimer um i said that one already so 
we love our iconic people hear it differently. Some say ki 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 ma ma ma. I've always heard it as ch ch ch. I've always heard it that way too, but then I've seen a lot of very passionate debate on that. I've seen a lot of people very passionately say it's ki 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 ma ma ma. Well, fun fact on that, as that's how it was originally written. Mm. Um, to sound like kill, 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 ma, ma, ma. Ma, ma, yeah. But it still sounds like ch, ch, ch to me and always has and still does Same. knowing that. That uh, sound effect was created on an Echoplex machine. Fun. When the technology was new. <laughs> you know? Awesome. Uh-huh. Um, Amy Steele did a lot of her own stunts and got stunt pay for it. Nice. Props it to was, her. She's a badass. Such such a badass. I adore mm-hmm. her. It was released in April of 1981, April 30th. So this was a summer release, spring summer release. This was not a fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Stu Charno made up his own jokes. So all those funny jokes he was telling, like funny, I'm using quotes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> for example, the one he said, what's Brown and sits on the piano? Beethoven's last movement. Oh my God. He made that up? Like that was his choice? That was yeah. him? Oh, that's hilarious string being of a man. I, I don't know much about this guy, but <laughs> I, I'm assuming he has an improv background. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Um. He also said in one of the interviews that apparently he doesn't die good on screen because he had a death scene in Christine, which was cut. So he's like, I guess I just don't die good (laughs) because he did not get that scene at all here. Like I said, I choose to believe he died from alcohol poisoning. Yeah. (laughs) According to Victor Miller, Jason's uh, name was originally going to be Josh. Oh. But... The more he worked on the original film, <clears throat> and the creepier the movie got, he changed it to Jason, named after this kid that he knew when he was a child. And this is a quote. He was a sneaky little bastard who was always ratting people out, so I never liked his name. <laughs> That's good inspiration, you know, for a name for, for yeah. our, you know, our, our slasher here. Um, I I'm trying to imagine Friday the 13th with, like, Josh. It needs to be the full version. It needs to be Joshua. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say Jason. That's two syllables. Josh is one syllable. I just, I find the two syllable, like, definitely more, like, ominous and scary for some reason. Yep. Because Josh, it's just like, oh, Josh, he's a legend, you know. It's just Josh over there. <laughs> Like I said, it would have to be Joshua. Yeah, Joshua that, that sounds more sinister. But mm-hmm. I'm glad they went with Jason because Josh, Josh is just I'm not I'm not scared of it. Oh, I think there was a movie titled Joshua about a creepy kid. Let me see. Oh, have you seen it? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. The t- uh-uh. two syllables is definitely scarier. Yeah, and Joshua is three. Joshua was a 2007 horror movie with Sam Rockwell in it. Oh, I love it, Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. And it's about a sinister child. He's seriously, he's he's a really bad kid. So that's mm-hmm. all. That's all I'm. That's all I'm leaving you with. He's a bad kid. It's a really good movie. Check it out. It's I very, will. Like, it's very like Damien Omen type feeling. Oh, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, 
Warrington Gillette originally auditioned for Paul. Really? Uh-huh. And they liked him and they knew he'd gone to stunt school. So they asked him to be Jason. Now that he didn't do most of his own stunts, he did the window scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe he wasn't that accomplished in his stunt school. <laughs> They're like, cool, it- you went to stunt school. We want you to play this stunt heavy role. But then it's like, but we're going to have somebody else to do a lot of Yeah, those. but you can't do these stunts. So, yeah. <laughs> oops, my bad. <laughs> but they did use his face, like with all the prosthetics coming through the mm-hmm. window. So he did have that look going for him. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um. Almost every Friday the 13th movie has a prankster, such as Ted, which I enjoy. Same. I love a good prankster. I think every slasher flick needs, like, a good prankster. You need a little bit of comic, like, uh, comic relief. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amy Steele stated that she found shooting that window scene very difficult, and it required three different takes. And And one of those takes they'd done they were done and they had to go back the next week to do it and she said that it was just very very emotionally difficult to go back and do it again i bet that's one of those you really hope to get in the first Uh run and she said that it was slot shot in slow motion on a high-speed camera so you would hear the the motor running on the camera and that just added to her tension yeah i could see that uh, only 48 seconds of this were cut by the MPAA to avoid an X rating, which is not a whole lot where no. some of the later movies just got cut to bits. Mm-hmm. Bad. Real bad. Um, S- Amy Steele cut Steve Dash while filming that that fight scene in the end. Um, she cut his finger with the, um, with the machete, like for real. Oh. Oh and my god. He had to go to the hospital for it. Oh. Um, and like the pro he is, he went to the hospital, he got stitches, and then he came right back to work and they finished. But <laughs> nice. the, the funny story about going to the hospital was he'd already had the uh, uh, the machete in his shoulder uh-huh. or something like that. So he looked terrible when he went to the hospital. I'm and, sure. And they were like, what happened to you? <laughs> right. And he's, and he, as he told it, he's like, yeah, I just got this head. <laughs> I, love, I love that man. I'm so glad I got to meet him. Yeah, before it was too late because he was a delight. He really it was. sounds like it. He was such a pleasure. He really loved Aww. his people and he loved being at the conventions and he just he loved it so much. Aww. So I'm really really grateful that I got to get two pictures with him and I got to meet him um, because he was he was lovely. Um, what else do I got here? Walt Gorney, who played Crazy Ralph, was seen many times walking around the set talking to himself. So was he getting into character or was he really nuts? <laughs> I'm told that he was like a method actor. Okay. All right. So he would probably just be staying in character the whole time as crazy. How which fun. Would, would be so fun. I was going to say I would love the excuse to be crazy all the time. Me too. It'd be amazing. That opportunity doesn't come up enough in in real life. <laughs> no. No, not without judgment. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you might get kicked out I... of a place or two. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
I really like the fact that this takes place over the course of five years. So it starts off mm-hmm. in August of 1979 and then it jumps to 1984. Yep. Even though it was made in 1981, <laughs> we just totally went into the future. Yeah. If we're following the timeline. Exactly. We already talked about that. I talked about the um, is Muffin alive or is Muffin dead? <laughs> Warrington Gillette is the shortest of the Jasons at six foot one at time mm-hmm. of, you know, mm-hmm. this being um, stated. Lauren Marie Taylor and Todd Russell went on to be successful in soap operas. Mm-hmm. People like to say that Jason most likely had the genetic disorder that Joseph Merrick had. Joseph Merrick is the elephant man. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why he wore the burlap sack when he walked around in public. But um, that's just fan speculation. But I like it. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I could buy that. This came out the same year as Halloween Part 2. Which we just talked oh, about. We did. It was double the in, part twos. Right. It was filmed in August of 1980. The working title for this movie was Jason. God, imagine how weird that would be if it were Josh. That was the name. <laughs> no, Josh. Not working. <laughs> oh, and when they lose the rights to the name and they have to start using titles, such as Jason Goes to Hell, Josh yep. Goes to Hell. Josh 10. No. <laughs> Just no. Um, the lead character's name, Ginny Field, was named after Virginia Field, who was the production designer on the first two Friday the 13th. So I like that. I do too. Uh, oh, Sandra was a minor. So they oh. originally had a longer sex scene with full frontal nudity. But Marta Cobra wasn't of age yet. And so when they discovered that she was like 16, they had to edit the nudity out. Yeah. <laughs> the actors stayed in cabins on set, which sounds amazing. That sounds like so much fun. Yes. They said it was like some real life summer camp. So oh, how fun. I want to go to that camp. Mm-hmm. I bet it was really cold, though. Oh, I bet. That's why you have your Mama Voorhees sweater on hand. Mm-hmm. There you go. Jason in this film is dressed to look exactly like the hooded burlap sack killer from the town that dreaded sundown. Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw that. Mm-hmm. The first Jason scene where you see Jason walking towards Alice's house this is the only time in the franchise that Jason is played by a woman, the costume designer, Ellen Letter. Fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I like that. Mark's football shirt had the number 81 on it, and that's the year this was released. Cute. Right. Stu Charno auditioned for the roles of Scott and Jeff before they made him as Ted. <laughs> 
I wonder if they created that for him because he's just so perfect in it. I can't picture I know, him right. in those other roles, but this I can't is, picture him. Yeah, right? this is so Ted, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And what else I got? Scott is the first victim of Jason to be killed with his signature machete. Nice. What an honor. Such an honor, even though he was killed with the wrong side of the machete. Jason <laughs> still hadn't figured out how to work it yet. Yeah, which almost makes it even more of an honor. Like, you know, you were the guinea like, pig kill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's the test kill. <laughs> but one can argue that that's why you know Jason is so strong. Because he killed him with the dull side and he still cut him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would take some oomph to it. I imagine I've never really used a machete, so I like, might use it the wrong way, too. Right. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the knife they use at the pizza place I work at. They use this huge <laughs> knife, and it's curved like that. It's not exactly a machete, uh-huh. but he just goes down, and he does this. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, I, I worked in a pizza place before, yep. and we had one of those. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a Jason knife. I told him that once, and he just looked at me like I was nuts. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I've been like, what? I never even thought of that. That's so cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just looked. It was like, okay, Summer. Crazy, <laughs> crazy Summer. <laughs> this is the only film in the Friday the 13th franchise um, to have a girl uh, from a previous installment. So Alice to come back. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. Tommy came back three times. Yeah. And he still didn't die. Spoiler. I know. <laughs> yeah. A little salty that he came back three times and still didn't die. Yep. And I just got um, I got car fun facts like um, Ginny's car is a '71 Beetle, which I wanted. I wanted it too. And I'm kind of a truck girl too, so Jeff's 1977 Chevy mm-hmm. um, fleet side. I wanted that too. Yep. I almost picked that as my prop. A good one. Yeah. And um, that's all I got for fun facts. I was pretty, I was pretty picky because there were so many. I didn't want to be here all night. Again, I imagined it was going to be like a scroll that just kept roll, like the paper just kept rolling across the floor. Oh yeah, if I had said <laughs> yeah. everything, I seriously picked highlighted mm-hmm. only the sure most did the best interesting ones. <laughs> <laughs> Papers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, 13 sheets of paper right here. Oh and a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else to add before we go to shout outs? No, just um, I really enjoy part two. I, I think it's like a really great transition from part one to kind of so the good. rest of the franchise. You know, it's that it's that little key kind of story of Jason really developing as as Jason. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. Love the clothes, love the group. It's a really good ensemble. So yeah, it's a it's a great Friday the 13th movie. Dude, we're not getting another Friday the 13th until August. I'm so bummed. Aww. August 13th will be Friday the 13th part three. And three is really good. They're, they're all so good. Almost all of them are, are so, so good. And some are mediocre. Two for me are mediocre. The yeah. rest are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And like I said, we binge watch these, all of them, except 10, every year. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, shout out time. 
Jesse, our producer. Hello. Hi, Hi. Jesse. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Salutations. <laughs> and greetings to you as well. <laughs> greetings and salutation. Welcome to God's Country. As, <laughs> as um, Stu Charo said in his yes. <laughs> So this was really, really funny. So before we all went into quarantine in March, I was giving Jesse my DVDs for um, oh, pulling, yes. pulling lines and stuff. <laughs> Not blind coke, but pulling lines from the um, movies to put in our show. And I... To tell you, this just shows you that I don't watch these except on Friday the 13th because I'm scouring my apartment looking for my movie. It's not in the box set. It's part of a box set. It's not in the box set. It's not oh. on my shelves. It's not in my Sterlite box under the bed. It's nowhere. And I'm, where is it? Where is it? And then I'm like, we did one of these in like January or February, which also has part one on it. I wonder if mm -hmm. Jesse still has my DVD because I didn't, wasn't in a hurry to get him back. Sure. I watch these very often. And I'm like, hey, do you still have it? He's like, yep. <laughs> okay, good. It's like, as long as it's accounted for, you know, that I didn't lose it. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're safe and sound, um, along with several other of your movies. That uh, yeah, Leprechaun. I knew you had Leprechaun. I knew you had that. I, it, it's weird. Like I'm, I'm bad at returning things. Not because like I'm like secretly trying to keep something, but just because <laughs> like I I I have the worst short term memory and trying to do anything that's outside of my normal routine. There have been times when you've had movies that I've like long no longer needed and just ready to give back to you. And I will have the thought going like like I have I like just have to put my shoes on and go out the door. Just grab the movie before you mm -hmm. go out the door. So there's literally only one event that is taking place before I leave the house that is going to happen. But somewhere in that like <laughs> 20 seconds of me putting my shoes on and tying them, my brain's like, OK, grab the keys out the door. And then I'm like halfway <laughs> to work and I'm just like, ah, oh, damn it. I forgot about the DVD. So yeah, no, my my short term memory is so bad. Um, but we will uh, actually be in the uh, office at the same time next week, so I will be able I to uh, actually give them all back to you. And be like, you're I'm all super. Movies. I'm super pumped to see you from a distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. It's been what it's seven months since March. Yeah. 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 So yes, and so I'm like, well, good. As long as the DVD is accounted for, I just need to know if I need to keep looking for it or not. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was hunting for the DVD and I realized that he still had it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oops. That's it's good fine. that it's in safe hands. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm bad with DVDs, like lending them out or also returning them. Like I've literally found DVDs with post-it notes on them before from like two years ago, probably that were like, Hey, return this to this person. I swear I'm not trying to keep them either. I just forget. I put a post-it note and then I stick it back in the stack and it's like, oh, well. <laughs> yep. Well, they weren't asking you for it either, so. Exactly. They must have wanted me to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I didn't even remember that he had it until, I'm like, wait a second. He also, he did have part one at some point. Did I get it back or did I not? I don't even remember. I have like five of yours. So, yeah, they're. Right. 
They're, they're, they they go back to the very beginning of the year. So yeah. Um, wow. Um, I'm not I, again. I'm not trying to collect them. No. I, yeah. I, it's like, yeah. Summer, do you have any more movies you want to share with me? It's like, I promise <laughs> I'll give the others back. I'm just gonna like, collect these movies. I have no interest in watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> just for shits and giggles. But yeah. So Jesse, thank you so much. Um, I thank just had to you. tell that story because I'm looking forward. I'm like Henry. Do you know where it is? He's like, No. Did you loan it out? And I said, No. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I said honestly, I like this movie too much to loan it out to anybody, really, Um, because I don't know know or like many people that that much, you know. Sure, to trust them with my things. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I'm the same way. I don't like loaning out any of my stuff, so So, it's yeah, right. So I'm like, Jesse's the only one. Yeah, but it was so long ago. I don't remember. (laughs) It really was a long. It's crazy how long we've been doing this. Like it doesn't feel. Doesn't feel like that long, but on the on a on a different um on a different note, it, it totally like I can see it. It just doesn't it doesn't compute. An eternity, but it hasn't all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys. November twentieth, our episode of Bugs with Simone. That's our anniversary episode. One year. So that's really exciting for Simone to be a part of our anniversary episode. Yeah. Totally. That was a fun episode. I can't wait to tell her. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really, that's going to be a long episode too, because we just had so much to talk about. Yeah. So that's exciting. And it kind of came naturally too, when you really think about it, because you were talking to the creator of the movie, Mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody who just had a big, you know, passion for it as an outsider. Or even an actor that was in it. Like, right. we're talking to yeah. the person who directed it. Even though she didn't, like, write it, she knew the person that did write it, so she had input on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited that Bugs is going to be our one year. So, yay, Simone. The good one. <laughs> yes. Simone Kissel, anniversary episode. Whoop, whoop. Amazing. So, yeah, that's very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. One year anniversary. We need to have a party. Yeah. We need to like do a live stream or something. We could totally do that. Let's have a live stream party at some point. I'm down. Um, That sounds awesome. And do like a QA or whatever. Yeah. Right. That's oh I'm excited for that's gonna be fun. Well we'll have some drinky drinks and Mm -hmm, have a good time. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. Okay. It's happening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll set up times later, but I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Um so yeah, thank you, Jesse. Um, thank for you. For us, and that's how this all started. <laughs> no problem. Um, we appreciate you and we love you. Yeah. Hey, back at you. No, this is great. No. Yes, and um, thanks for being on board, man. Sure. Oh my gosh, love you. And um, I, you. <laughs> I have another shout out. This one is kind of personal. I want to shout out my friend Dawn, who is actually from my hometown. I've never met her in person, but we started talking online i originally noticed her when felissa was doing a live stream and she popped on and made a comment and i noticed that her her screen name referenced a neighborhood in in bakersfield and i was like holy cow i'm not going to say it because i don't know how private she is with her Mm -hmm. um social media but we've been chit-chatting ever since, and she's awesome. She sent me a message this morning 
saying that because of our show, she watched Funhouse Massacre for the first time. Yay! And loved it. Yay! Quote, she said, OMG, and then gave it four skull emojis. Ooh. And she says, that's my rating. So good. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Oh, that so, makes me happy. Four skulls from Dawn on yes. Funhouse Massacre. And I'm just so happy whenever a friend or even someone I don't know says that we inspired them to watch something because we talked about it so passionately. Awesome. I know. That's like the highest compliment. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um podcast shout outs we've got Wes and Kevin from It's a Horror Podcast which I referenced a few times in this episode so please go check out their show they did a two part Friday the 13th episode so they covered half of them in one part and half of them in another part um, and it turned out to be like three hours long or something three and a half hours long between all movies so we love you guys thank you so much for all you've done for us um the saturday night at the movies podcast i'm enjoying the shit out of i just binge listen to all of their uh, halloween episodes and nice. i'm loving them especially their tales of halloween episode was so much fun they they had a lot of the same things we had to say but there's three people there so they all had differing opinions but awesome. they mentioned a lot of the things we did with one person or another uh, what else? Um, of course, our listeners, we love you guys. Thank you so much for the continued support. Um, John Morgan, who is our Patreon supporter um, from the beginning. So thank you so much for your support from the beginning, John. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's it. That's all I got. Of course, Jamie. Jamie comes through every week. Shout out to you, too. Love it's you. such a blast. Love you, too. Love you, Jamie. Jamie Dahl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just, we have so much fun. It was so much fun. And no. I'm so glad that you're on board. And like I said, um, we have many years of Friday the 13th, so you're on the hook. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're stuck with me. Oh, I'm so stuck, glad. Stuck like a Jason tool of, you know, murder. Shady in the head. <laughs> Stuck like a Jason machete in the head. Yep. Wow. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for everything. I'm so excited for Satan's Playground. Me too. I can't wait for you to watch it and tell me what you think of it. Oh, I'm so excited. So good. I hope you like it. I'm gonna love it. I can already tell. (laughs) Yeah, you better like it. So yeah. So so take my advice. Spend the few extra bucks and buy it instead of renting it. (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah. Because it's so good. Oh, I'm Guys, so excited. Check out that movie, especially if you're a Felissa Rose fan or if you're Ed Neal fan from Texas Chainsaw or if you're a fan of the Jersey Devil mm. or a fan of ghost stories or a fan of the woods. I mean, it has all those elements. You are going to love it. Um, one of the girls from Evil Dead is in it. I forgot which nice. actress. Nice. It's, it's so good. It's so, so good. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I'm so excited. For the holidays to be over so I can talk about that. <laughs> yes. I'm excited too. Coming up for the holidays, we have Thanksgiving is our next major holiday. Because, you know, Friday the 13th is totally a holiday for me. It is. Yes. Right. So Thanksgiving in two weeks. 
we've decided we had two options and I left it up to Jamie. I said, do you want really dumb and funny or do you want takes itself way too seriously, but still funny? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was either thanks killing or blood rage. And we decided to go funny. So it's going to be thanks killing. Yep. It's really bad. Like it's bad, but I mean, it's going to be fun though. It's it's good, but it's (laughs) terrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love it for, for that. We're still working on our Christmas lineup, but Mm -hmm. I got some good ones. We have ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many good Christmas movies. (sighs) So good. It's my favorite. One of my favorite spooky seasons. It's, Christmas is my favorite spooky season. Yeah. I like it better than Halloween spooky season. I love Christmas horror movies. Like, there's so many good ones out there, and they just make me feel, like, jolly. I know, don't they? <laughs> I want to do a bonus episode, if you're game. Of, I'm game already. Sold. Of the Tales from the Crypt Christmas one. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. I'm down. And, and we can talk the movie version. Because have you seen the Tales from the Crypt movie from the 70s? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, they include that story in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk the the show version with Larry yeah. Drake. I yeah. want to do that as a bonus. Let's do it. I'm down. Let's do it. All right. I'm down. Bonus episode. Tales from the Crypt Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so good i'm so excited oh Me christmas too. is the best best spooky season thank you guys for sticking with us for friday the 13th part two stay tuned for august when the next friday the 13th happens we'll do friday the 13th part three yes <laughs> oh i'm so excited Me i'm too. so excited but i'm also don't want don't want to do them just because i don't want to run out of them at some point I know, right? There's only a finite amount of them. There's a lot, but it's still limited. Eventually, it's going to go away. And then yep. it's going to be like, oh. Now what? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> then we'll have to just live stream party on Friday. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Celebrate like that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jamie, did you have anyone else you wanted to add? I, I'm so tired. I forgot if I asked you that or not. I do have a random shout out today. Um, yes. I'm going to have to comment on this person's page so they know to listen because we haven't connected yet, but I'm making a Halloween, my Halloween costume, right? I'm going to be Ash from Evil Dead again. And I'm making like my chainsaw hand completely out of cardboard. But I just want to shout out um, a YouTube user. His name is Ultimate616. Um, you made a video tutorial on this chainsaw like two years ago. And it's excellent. Um, so thank you for making it. I'm, I literally spent three hours and have like one part done. So you're very detailed. Um, but I love it. And thank you so much for doing it. And I will comment on your page so that you see this. I mean, it was two years ago. So hopefully you're still on the internet. But thank you, Ultimate 616. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. He's got like measurements and he he just tells you exactly how to make it. And it's great. So detailed. You have an authentic replica. Yeah. Out of cardboard, you know, but it's really good. Like, I mean, but like size wise, it's real. It's authentic. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's one of the best, like, uh, it's one of the best cardboard builds of like any 
yeah. any prop that I've seen. I mean, and he also did, um, he later did upon somebody's request, um, he actually made a cardboard uh, and tubing version of uh, Ash's boomstick as well. Ah! Yeah, so this guy can craft, this guy can craft something out of cardboard. I mean, it's pretty amazing. So good work, Ultimate 616. I hope we can connect and you listen to this. Dude, I love it. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Also, one more final note on F13 Part 2. Um, if you want to see this really um, fun panel I videoed of Warrington Gillette this last July at Days of the Dead, oh. it is on the Dolls of Horror YouTube page. So that's like youtube.com slash dolls of horror. And... I videoed the entire hour-long panel. Boy, that guy can talk. Like, the, they did panels a little bit differently because of social distancing. So, yeah. some, so some of the panels had a host when they preferred and some didn't. Okay, yeah. Some people needed to have a host and they chose not to and they really needed a host yeah. <laughs> to keep the conversation going. But Warrington has no problems talking. He's talking and he's talking and he's talking. And at one point, CJ Graham makes an appearance at the panel. Cool. And it was really funny. And he talks about Warrington talks about his new movie project that he's trying to create based on his family and his father and wow. real life horror and real mm -hmm. life scandal. Oh. Um, so yeah, definitely go and Check out that if that's something that you would be interested in because I was entertained. It sounds there interesting. Was, sometimes I watch panels and I'm yawning through the entire thing and I'm just like, okay, this yeah. is really not as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. But for this one, I was I was into it. I was so into it. Nice. And like I said, he has the gift of gab, so he can he can talk about anything and he'll keep you entertained. So. Awesome. Please check him out and uh, check out that panel on our YouTube. It's also on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I think I put it on the Facebook at some point, but it is on the Instagram in the Instagram um, watch section. Cool. So, yeah, check it out. All right. That's it. Let's wrap this up. I got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for sticking with us for our favorite holiday, Friday the 13th. Yeah. I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Uh, Jenny, put your car in the lot, okay? This place is starting to look like a Burger King. Uh, where was I? You're about to give your uh, let's keep our shit together speech. <laughs> Mr. Holt. I also really want Mama's Head. Mama's Head was probably my top pick. I literally wrote Mama's Head. It's like, no. girl, your dog muffin is out there somewhere, you know? And not in the water. Like, maybe that would be my band name. Violent Violence. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, gosh, how how mean is that to like slingshot somebody in the ass? Funky rock as fuck, for real. <laughs> he was holding. He had a a mama head replica. Oh, that's so cool. And I said, "Can I take a picture?" <laughs> and then we've been friends ever since. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, mama was, heads bringing people together. I'm like, man, she goes. She kicks him right in the dick. You don't get that enough in horror movies.